In case you forgot, this podcast is sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Bonded Man, a book about optimizing hormones specifically for men naturally. And we're also sponsored by the book sales of Awakening the Tranquil Warrior, which is Caitlin and I's path from fat to fit as young adults, infertile, and then too fertile. Very, very fertile. We're also sponsored by Energy Fitness Studios in Washington, Pennsylvania. And we're sponsored by the Old Road Farm. And if you don't know why we're sponsored by them, it's because we really care about their products. We care about their family. And if you want to know more about it, you need to check out the podcast with Carice Tressel earlier on in um, this first season here. Also, check out their website at theoldroadfarm.com and find out why their products are superior Welcome back to the Energy Fitness Podcast. As a reminder, we are sponsored by Energy Fitness Studio in Washington, Pennsylvania. We are also sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Modern Man and Awakening the Tranquil Warrior. Today, we have the pleasure of having Jen Lucas back on with us. She was our guest, I believe it was episode number two. And uh, we've got to know Jen pretty good over the last couple months and she's become for sure one of our favorite people. We also found out she's super humble about her resume. So humble. So, she like um, leaks stuff out all the oh, time. Oh, she leaves She's so like, much stuff out. Oh, I wrote a book or I did this study or I made this <laughs> or I make face cream or I've done this study and I'm like, yeah, we just thought you, she was some sound healer yeah. in the beginning. It turns out like, she's so much more. It's just like, I've done this training. I'm going to do this training. I work at Demical in the hall. Like, I do all the, and I'm like, what the fuck, Jen? I'm like, is there any of that? Like you just said you played sound bowls. And yeah, now... and you were like, and I really like it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so Jen Lucas has also authored a book called Matcha Reimagined, a recipe book, which you can find on Amazon. Um, she also has a line of cosmetic products. Yeah. Which are also made with matcha, and they're very good. We've tried them, and we're yeah, going to have Yeah, I still have it in the too. shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, I actually really sugar like spread. that. Sugar yeah. spread. You know what's yes. funny? And I read it in your book, and it said, don't use sugar as an exfoliant. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and I gave her that. You know? Well, it actually works, so that might yeah, be something we I have to reconsider. Use right. so. I use organic cane sugar. So. I mean, it's the I best mean, kind of sugar. That, yeah. I mean, like, it's, it, like, it is like that, but, like, as long as you're rinsing it off and stuff. Of course. You know I mean, like, course, you're not letting yeah. it sit on there like a face mask. Like, eating like, it. You're on there yeah, for, like, yeah, you're not seconds. licking yeah. it off of your face. Yeah, you're not, like... <laughs> Yeah, it's not really seeping in your pores. You're rinsing yeah, it exactly. off. Um, no, I thought that was funny, though. I'm like, oh, my God, I gave her that. And then I read that in your book. I'm like, oops. But, yes, I know. It's the good stuff. So. Yeah, it's the good stuff. It sits in our shower. Trenton uses, actually, Trenton uses the scrub on his armpits. Yeah. He enjoys Ooh. using it as a... <laughs> Even yeah. though it's a face scrub, he told me he was using it on well, his armpits. I haven't worn deodorant in, like, four years. Yeah. And so... It actually works really well for that. You think I would stink really bad teaching classes? And well, I think after that, a while, your body is, gets used to not yeah. having that it crap does. all it like does. clogging it up, you know. Yeah. And then you just and the you 100%. eat well and you do yeah. the that all the things, so that helps too. Hundred percent, it does, and that stuff works really well too. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I never thought of that. I like that. Yeah, he uses it all the time. But Jen changed the name of her yes. studio. So we should mention that too. Yeah, so it used to, well, we won't even say what it used to be. It is Sacred Tones Healing now, right? Mm -hmm. And Jen, even though we labeled her as a sound healer before, she's actually a certified vibrational sound and energy therapist, which is 
way bigger than yeah. <laughs> just a sound healer. And also, she's super fucking smart, and she's super cool, and she's doing some work with uh, the University of Pittsburgh, getting science involved with uh, what's going on with sound healing. There, Kate just clicked on I something. I just <laughs> dropped down. In. Okay, there it is again. We were joking before the podcast. I had one other thing talk that I wanted to touch note on. Trent was just mentioning the studies with um, Pitt, right? Mm-hmm. Pitt. And then uh, your work with um, oh, the, the dogs veterans and the dogs. Veterans. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh. Yes, I want to. I want to talk about that. I yes. want to hear how that's going because I think that is so cool that you were working with the veterans with sound healing and their dogs. And you said you were doing it so that they would pick up on their hormone levels. So is that why? With the sound, the drop or the rise? Um, it, it could definitely and really help with the PTSD that, mm-hmm. you know, they're obviously suffering from. Um, and I know it's a difficult thing for, you know, other types of therapy to address. So, um, interestingly enough, I got a phone call one day, somebody found my business card, turned out it was somebody I went to high school with, um, small world around here (laughs) and he started an organization called vet pets and they um, raise money and they get they get dogs that they train to be service or therapy dogs Um, and then once you know they get to a certain point then they can gift it for lack of a better word to a veteran Um, but he's also doing more than that he's doing a lot with wellness type um, stuff too to, to really help with you know the PTSD side mm-hmm. of things. Obviously, um, the dogs help with that, but you know there's other things that they can do that he wants to provide. So um, so I was going in there. They were doing meetings once a week and um, just kind of talking to them about things. But what we found out was interesting. Um, the dogs are obviously very sensitive to sound. And more than that, they're trained to pick up on their owner's vibes. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of like, while I'm playing, they're kind of checking on their owners, like, hey, are you okay with this? And making some noise or, or you know, rustling around or whatever um, to get their attention. And then that would make the owners kind of nervous. So then the dog starts feeding off of that. So we've, we found out, and you know, it's one of those things, like you, yeah. you have to try it and test it out and see how it goes. Um, it's gonna be more of an individual type thing from gotcha. now on to work with these, these veterans. But um, you know, it's a, it's a really great organization and the things that they do. I got to witness um, one day them giving a training dog to a veteran and like uh, it was just was so <laughs> I bet it was very so amazing yes. you know like this this veteran had been working with his dog you know here and there um, the dog would go with the founder at night because he houses all the dogs and until they're ready to go you know with their new owners uh-huh. and so that day he gifted the dog to the, the veteran and it was just like amazing uh-huh. you know like everybody was just like <laughs> so, you know, put my stuff, who cares, you know what I mean, yeah. like, this is what it's all about. So, um, Vet Pets, great organization, they do a lot of fundraising, um, it's a verified organization, and, you know, any donations, I'm sure, would be, would be great, oh, greatly sure. appreciated. Um, Kate, Kate and I were invited, luckily and thankfully, by the owners of Always Safe, uh, Bill and Allison, 
invited us to that gala that they mm-hmm. did and Jen was supposed to be there but she wasn't there that weekend <laughs> but it was it was a really cool event and it was really special and one thing with the dogs that one of the speakers said while we were there that really struck me was that for one like uh, men are four times more likely to commit suicide than women are but a veteran is like 70% more likely so which means and most of them are men so the percentage is outrageous but not a this guy, whoever it was who was speaking, said that not a single veteran has ever committed suicide that was given a dog, wow. like one of these that's canines. Amazing. That's really impressive, that's, yeah. That's powerful. That is powerful. Big time. Yeah, like it gives them that that's reason to live. That's why it's so important, yeah, because yeah, you kind of wonder, like, why are these organizations, like, when you don't know, you're kind of like, why, what's the association with dogs and veterans, mm-hmm. like, if you don't know, and then you got to witness it, yeah. the connection, and we got to hear a stat, and you're like, Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, this is for real, for real. Like, the bond, the mentorship, the whole thing. And, I mean, it's that dog and that owner. Like, that's why you're you're not supposed to pet those dogs as, like, just somebody walking past them. um, And it says it on the vest, usually. Like, I didn't realize that until I was exposed. Um, Because, you know, it's, it's just, it's them and their dog. And that bond is, you know just sacred so it, it's an amazing yeah amazing thing that they're doing and uh, so cool it's really cool that you got like to work with the vets like to it bring is. sound healing to veterans and kind of open that door of other ways of healing for sure i think it's so cool for now sure. when you start working with veterans did you do it in like a group setting or you said like private both we, we started as a group mm-hmm. and again i think that was the intention is like come in and just offer them like a little mini session and um but then we started realizing okay the point the the owners were kind of getting anxious and that defeats the whole purpose of me being there because their dogs were wrestling around making noise and then they think they're interrupting everyone else and um so that's a it it was a good um, observation because that's also another aspect of it is like trying to get the owners to stay calm in these situations and one thing they they also learn is like how to take the dogs through crowded areas through airports because you know that's obviously a very high stress thing for anybody but when you're like there with the dog and trying to go through security and all that stuff so um it's just like another aspect you Mm -hmm. know to the whole training program is like how to keep themselves calm and and so their dogs pick up on that and vice versa. Yeah, it makes total yeah, sense. Makes like sense. you said yeah. earlier, like dogs, they can smell their owner's hormones. They yeah. smell those, was it volatile organic compounds? Like they can smell what the owner has going on, like second to second. Yes. And, they, and like you said, they feel the vibes. Like they're connected so closely to their owner that just that little spike of like anxiety, that dog immediately is now in protection mode yes and so that's really cool the organization itself is really cool it is and jen's kind of like a bridge she's like making sound healing for everybody like letting everybody know yeah Mm -hmm. like bridging you know getting in with the vets and stuff like that that's a huge deal um people that may not have had the chance to be exposed to something like that before have now had the opportunity to be exposed to it and to learn from you and of course you're working with the university of Pitt too that professor working on that stuff which we talked about in the first podcast, but um, that's really powerful stuff that you can bring that to a wider spectrum because I feel like the 
sound healing wasn't it wasn't a real big thing at least in the world that Kate and I were traveling in it wasn't something we'd heard a whole lot about right and then when we met you, it was like it started popping up all over the Everywhere. place. Even Facebook and Instagram solicited me with like these ads with, want to become a sound healer? Like yes, these yeah. ads and then drum ads and things. And I'm oh like, gosh. do they know I'm around Jen They're all the time? They have to know I'm around Jen all the time. They do. Like, okay, like, this is weird. <laughs> but it is so cool. We just had Jen in like a couple days ago for the yeah. cacao ceremony with Lucas, who was on another podcast. And she did the sound bowls while everybody was mm. in a circle drinking cacao. And he came around and healed. And that I like peeked my eyes open because I wanted to see you. <laughs> and I wanted to watch. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> I was like halfway through. And I looked over at Trent, Trent grabbed my hand, I like looked over at samples and she was sitting on she has this beautiful meditation pillow and she was like sitting on it and she was just straight spined, like totally zenned out. From my point of view, it looked like your eyes were closed, but it was pretty dark, so I was like, but she was just chilling. Okay, so just, you say that and I'm reading this other book. I'm also reading Awakening the, Ch the um, Tranquil Warrior, but the other book I'm reading simultaneously, which I try not to do, but I'm doing it, um, talks about something like that, and it just struck me, and I'm like, that's what I do. So um, this book is called Sound Healing and Values Visualization, and it's by mm -hmm. John Bulio. So John Bulio um, was one of the main, he's like a pioneer in the tuning fork mm. world. He actually sat in um, like an anabaric chamber. It was completely cut off from sound, vision, complete dark. And he would sit in there and he at first didn't know what it was, but he heard something within him and realized it was his nervous system. So then he starts playing with tuning forks at different frequencies and like figuring out how to tune himself to get balanced, right? Oh. He came, he developed this set of forks um, came up with some protocols. It's the protocol I did when Trenton came in for his yeah. individual session. I'm um, just short little protocols, but powerful. Yeah, very. Um, so this is his second book. His first book was hum Human Tuning. It was one of the first books I read. Yeah, it's I have it if you want to read it ever. It's so awesome. <laughs> so he says in this book, when our conscious awareness is mindfully focused on a sound, we simultaneously entrain with that sound. As our inner experience of reality comes into entrainment with the sound, our consciousness and inner awareness expands, and our rational, objective mind becomes an aware yet passive observer. Musicians sometimes refer to this as getting inside a sound. Mm. When we are inside a sound, the sound will become music to our ears. So that's like what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know what to say or call or like how to explain it to people. And I read this and I'm like, that's what I'm doing. Like, yeah, that's it. like in it, like literally. Yeah. And I do, I listen to all of it and I never play the same and I just let it come to me. Um, with this cacao ceremony, obviously that was a very heart opening thing. So I focused on that. And when I walked around with the gong, I did a technique where it was a lot of heart releasing stuff. And with the bowls, cause my bowls are full chakra set. So, you know, it was like everything meets at the heart and whatever, but like, when I read that, I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I do. Just a good way to be able to explain it. And um, yes, yeah, so that's what you Yeah, you, you were like a statue, like, <laughs> like just, like, yeah, just like, like straight. I let myself feel it. And then what do I do next? It comes through, it tells me what to do and what mm -hmm. like, 
And the, that night, I did stuff I've never done before, like hit my bowls ways that I've never hit them before, hmm. and I, it feeds off the people's energy in the room. Um, I'm sure Lucas had a lot to do with that, with the work he was doing. It just kind of like I fed into that, and um, yeah, that was that was really fun. I after that, my heart was literally like pounding out of my chest. I couldn't sleep that night. I slept like crap. And it wasn't because I, you know, I was just wired. Yes. And I think I loved in his podcast when you asked him about the being exhausted part after healing. And his answer is exactly like what I say to people is Mm -hmm. I feel like when you get exhausted, it's you trying so hard rather than letting it come through. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned a little bit about the ego and being the ego. And that's. And my teacher, Lisa Alexander, says that too. Like when you feel exhausted and kind of worn out, it's because it's you trying to do things, like when, manipulate things, instead of, yeah, in the instead of letting it flow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that um, makes perfect. I had to ask that because, yeah. like, I just felt like because I like what in that podcast and so many other times, like I would just assume you would be so tired, especially you, like playing ensembles in the corner. I was like. What, there was probably 18 of us in that room Something that she was like playing that, yeah. sound healing for. So, like, that's a lot to try and channel through you. And, like, here, like, kind of like I was talking to him, like, come down through you and, and hear, oh, this, this, this. But I guess, like you said, when you're in that flow state and you're not trying to manipulate the sound in any way, you are letting it be at full expression. Mm-hmm. And really where tiredness comes from is our energy trying to fight their energy. Absolutely. And their energy's gonna win for the most part, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. At some point because Always. they're very strong, you know, and Which as is they ego. should be. Yeah. And they, like the ego should be a little weaker. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, just let it flow. And that's that's so cool. Yeah, that was a, that was a big question of mine too yeah. as a healer. Cause sometimes like you hear other healers talk about how they're so exhausted and yeah. fatigued and mm-hmm. annoyed all the yeah. time. That's a sign. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but I totally get it. Cause I now never, like when we do exercises all day, like um, really if we have three to four classes, we can be pretty energized yeah. because you're feeding yeah. off the room. Yeah, and you, people are like, "How how do you keep going? How do you teach I four classes know. a day?" It's and you you're like, "Honestly, because that's what you're supposed to do." Yeah, yeah. You do. it's not like I could never take four classes in <laughs> yeah, one right. day. But. Yeah. I can only imagine how wide open your heart is watching like everybody else get their in and walking around with that gong. This gong Jen has, it was. Tell the story about where this gong okay, comes so from. First of all, I'm not gonna lie, carrying that thing around, it looks heavy. <laughs> it gets heavy. Like I'm like from hand to hand, like. Try not to think about it, but, you know, even with all the arm shit that Kate does to me in bar class, like, yeah, it You're gets like, heavy. Yeah, this person really needs 17 swipes, like, my arm is so Come on, they're good. Yeah, I hear Kate in my head, like, we're almost done. Like, You're lying to me. That's what she does on the bar, by the way, but it's still worth it. Um, so the gong that I have, my handheld, and I I need to pull it out more. I was really called to use that that day. And then the technique that I did kind of came to me before that, which always happens. I think mm-hmm. I even told you, Trent, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll just see what happens. And yeah, That's so, a true channel. Yeah. Yeah. True yeah. Channel, that's not yeah. ego. Prepare. You can't prepare yeah. for healing. No. Yeah. But it literally was like a few hours before. It was like, okay, well, I knew I was going to bring the gong. Here's what you do. So I went from the crown to the heart. 
went from the feet to the heart and then did like a heart thing. So it was like swiping from both sides and then releasing at that. So my handheld gong, you know, I just re-fell in love with it that day. <laughs> um, it's from a brand called Grotto Sonora, and they make the most insanely beautiful things. Um, this gong is just exquisite. I couldn't really afford it, but I just made it work because <laughs> I needed it. And um, it, uh, the Grotto Sonora, they are in Italy. It's like a, a couple, and they they design and build and test these gongs in a cave in Italy. Oh, no oh. shit. Yeah, I, I follow on Instagram or just look them up, like the stuff they do. They just, Gross, oh my man. God, the other day they did this tiger's eye one, like Ooh. painted it, like, I don't know if they would use paints, probably not, but it was, it looked like tiger's eye and it was insane. Whoa, their beautiful. stuff yeah. is just gorgeous. Oh, when you told me that, when you told me it was tested in a cave and made it in Italy, yeah. and I'm looking at this gong and I'm like, and it, it it has so many colors on it and it had so many cool designs. It was so beautiful. All of them are beautiful. It was very hard to pick one. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't and know. So they're all like custom too? Like every all single one's different? Oh, yeah. yeah. And they play probably every single one that they make. Wow. <clears throat> and test them out. and. That's, That's really so cool. cool. And Jen has the coolest instruments. I feel like every time you come, like uh, specifically from this cacao ceremony, I feel like I've had you chimes a few mm -hmm. times. And, but this time I have felt the enchanted feeling with it where usually I feel <clears throat> raindrops kind of, but this time was like more of an enchanted kind of fairy mm -hmm. whimsical feeling. And it makes you feel so like fluttery. So I wonder, so I have a, set their koshi chimes and there there's one for each of four elements they don't they didn't make a fifth oh. yeah. um, so it's air fire water and earth um <clears throat> again i just go up to my little stand and like which ones to pick mm -hmm. and i picked fire and, and air so i wonder uh, if that could be like i'm an air sign too <clears throat> so yeah. that makes the yeah. yeah so mm -hmm. i mean i know it's different for every person i hear the fairy thing quite a bit um the one girl, she was like, oh, it took me back to my childhood, and I just remembered, yeah, like, yeah. galloping in the yard or something, you know? So like, cute. it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. That's it's a fan That's a fan favorite. The feedback from that event was oh, good. very, very well, good. For, you know, uh, to say, like, quickly after we drank the cacao, like, you made someone cry over here. Did you hear Oh, her? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she released. Yes. I heard her, yeah. and I was like, Oh, girl. That did knock me out of my, my being in the sound. I was like, oh, no. But then I, I was like, okay, get back in there. Yeah, yeah. you're like, it's okay, it's okay. But like, then she like released a lot and she calmed down. Mm -hmm. And when she left, she was so happy. Mm -hmm. She was yeah. like, I think she was so snoring thankful. too. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say someone else she was snoring was, in the yeah. same area of the room shortly later. You never know. You never know. You never do know. I mean, you let go of a lot of shit. It makes you tired. Yeah. It does make yeah. you tired. Even the next day, I was pretty, I was yeah. tired for like kind of two days after, you know. Yeah. All, All the reasons. powerful. Yeah, it was very powerful. You it would really think was. you'd be like energized the next day, but usually after healing, it's not like that. And something I thought of the other day, which... It was like really good thought is that's one thing I want to like explain to people that are just getting into this is like it's not always pleasant mm -hmm. like you think of healing is like oh somebody's gonna fix me and I'll magically I'm gonna be better like no we have to go through that deep dark shit just like 
you know, the best saying ever, no mud, no lotus. Like the yeah. lotus flower yeah. uses the muck and all the nutrients from it to like bloom into this beautiful thing and it's like us. But I was thinking, I'm like, that's why it's healing, ING, and not healed, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's go. a process. You gave me chills when you said that, yes. Can I trademark that? Yeah, yeah. that's a good that's one. That's why it's called healing. Yeah. It's not it's healed. <laughs> I do it, I'm still going through it, everybody's going through yeah. it, it's never like, you're done. You know, it's true though, because someone will take a prescription from their doctor and deal with the side effects like it's no big deal like well it's it's making me better right mm -hmm. but then they go do something that's holistic and they try it one time and the next day they're like oh, you know i don't feel exactly like myself and you're, <laughs> you're like, like you did one sound bad yeah. like, you're like you are better like, than you were yesterday yeah. but you're your not body's, supposed to feel like yourself yeah, like, yeah your body's got it like you said your body has to process that shit like yeah. whatever purge the tuning force, it in whatever way yeah you gotta purge it you gotta yeah. actually let it go and to do that, you have to face it. Mm. Yeah, so people don't want to do. People That's don't want to do that. The pills are easy. cool, or like, They're and easy. even like physical stuff. You get fevers. Yeah, it's yeah. uncomfortable. It sucks, but it's your body detoxing, healing, healing <laughs> yeah. Body's fully capable of healing itself. Fully capable. And yeah. so are we, but it's just like we're so conditioned to look external oh, yeah. for this quick fix, and it's like. In the long run, that is not beneficial. And then that's mm -hmm. when you get to these stages of healing, um, kind of like wherever you're at in life, like it does get mucky because you gotta deal with stuff you didn't understand how to process. Mm -hmm. So, and then you cling to it, or maybe you picked up other people's energy along the way, maybe ancestral, like, mm -hmm. um, it's not like you necessarily pick up like somebody off the streets, like right. bad memory, but yeah. like, um, if it's ancestral, like your grandmothers or whoever's, and, um, it's kind of like your, your duty in a way to clean that, right? Like yes. it's, it's your mess. You kind of got to process and clean it up for yourself and your soul. Especially us, I believe now in this period of time, mm -hmm. um, we're here to break those cycles. I'm doing it for my daughter who's yeah. here. You guys <laughs> are doing it for your children and yeah. mm -hmm. stopping that shit now. Like it's enough. Yeah. You know? at, like, least, at least clean up your mess as good as you can. Like it, leave the house a little less dirty for the yeah. next generation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like we've already mucked up enough. <laughs> yeah. Like the least we can do is <laughs> get yeah. ourselves a little bit. Seriously. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, uh, it's like to touch on that. Like when you do the ancestral healing, it doesn't just heal you. It also heals your children, it breaks, and it, yeah, the yeah, cycles. it breaks the cycle. Yeah, yeah it heals it's really everyone powerful. that was attached to it. Yeah, and that's, and that's why it's works. so exhausting. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's why it's so exhausting. Yeah. And like you asked me, the next day after you do that stuff, you're just white. mad and mm -hmm. like this sucks. Like what just happened? I should feel great, but no. <laughs> it's it's like I you know. lose a, you're losing a big part of something that you've been carrying. Mm -hmm. and for probably lifetimes. It's yeah. so crazy. And something that did, it served you at one point, you know, like right. we build those protective, whatever they are, them behaviors from traumas mm -hmm. most of the time. And that was built as a behavior to protect you from, you know, being a part of something like that again. They just normally build and grow into this like festering monster yeah. that serves you no good. Right. <laughs> and so you gotta release it and then you're mm -hmm. tired or irritated. <laughs> like after the cacao ceremony, 
I was pretty irritated the next day, like mm-hmm. to be completely honest. And I knew what it was. I knew yeah. it was release because of that helps. Been being <laughs> yeah. there, yeah. right? Like, so you know why you feel that way. Not like something went wrong, but you're right. you're releasing and dealing with it. Yeah. But um, it's it's really cool. And then like Jen's study with Pitt is gonna be out in the Post Gazette like pretty soon, right? Like it's getting published. Yeah, I don't know a ton about it. I just. Um, Dr. Greg Siegel, uh, he came, and I talked about it last time. Um, we did a study. He had a participant come in, and we put all the brain scan crazy contraptions on her and heart monitors and all that. Um, got some pretty pretty kick-ass data back. I mean, you know, he's better posed to go through it than I, but I got out of it what I needed to. Yeah. Um, but the Post, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reached out and they want to interview him about the neuroscience of sound baths. Ooh. And I was kind of, at first, like, well, why do they want to know? <laughs> like, but yeah. Are they going to twist this in some way or what? <laughs> but, you know, just like everything, I feel like the media can do good, too. Maybe they're trying. I don't know. No, sometimes we'll they try to do bad, but yeah. it does good. So <laughs> Yeah, or maybe the tides are turning. Who right. knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, apparently they're going to interview him, and he's obviously going to go through the data that we compiled from mm-hmm. the study. And I'm sure we'll do more studies in the future, you know? Um, so that's pretty exciting. That is super exciting. Yeah, we're excited yeah. to see that. I like last time you too. brought in that paper that showed all of the, the like scientific evidence because we all know that these holistic modes of healing work, yeah. but to actually see it like scientifically right. and for it to be on paper like that is really a really big deal. And it, it can open up people sure. who are skeptic yeah. to go, well, I mean, there's evidence, like obvious yes. evidence that this works. So. Yeah. yeah, that's a huge deal, I think. <laughs> I think it's so cool. Um, we were, I actually texted Jen like, uh, I don't know, like a couple weeks ago with the idea and, uh, of doing the sound bath water or what, like for the ice plunges. Oh, right. Of, like yeah. playing. Like, cause I was kind of brainstorming. I was like for the cold plunges and the fire and ice. I was like, how cool would it be if we mix sound bath with it? And we came up with a couple ideas and I could put it out here. <laughs> like, well, we get with a wait. couple. Yeah, we got wait and we'll tell you. But a couple of cool ideas cause I think mixing sound therapy with hot and cold could be pretty cool. Yeah. Just get people into that yes. relaxed state. Yeah. And like, so then the they'll water. just jump in that yeah. tub, you know? Maybe I think make them stay cool. in the tub longer because they got the, the sound bath, meditating them. Or like release more in the body. I don't know, that could be something to yeah. play with, I, I definitely think. definitely play with it. It's, I remember the. I'm not going to do any harm, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I can't right. hurt you. Yeah. Can't I, hurt. I watched the documentary, The What the Bleep Do We Know? which is yeah. a uh, quantum biology, yeah. quantum phys- physics documentary. Had like all the big ones in it, like Lynn McTaggart and Joe Dispenza and a bunch of them. And I was a kid when the documentary came out. I remember watching it on the couch with my dad and it showed like the water molecules, which goes with the, the ice plunges. And they'd play like hardcore metal music that was angry and the water molecules would be all crazy and aggressive yeah. and looking all fucking crazy. And then they would do like classical music or something real loving and caring and the water molecules were just beautiful these beautiful crystals yeah. and and that proved to me at, i don't know 11 12 years old that like sound and vibrations and energy which is everything influences everything at the quantum scale which we are all built 
out of quantum material. Yeah. We're just kind of formulated in this mass that we call body and it's more than 99% energy. So for anyone that maybe doesn't believe that, you know, sound and vibration and energy actually can heal you, should check out that documentary. It's old and it has a it's ton of evidence really cool. in it. <laughs> Well, and your body's made up of a lot of water, yeah. so yeah. you want your the water in your body, I would think, to be like those beautiful, symmetrical, yeah. snowflake, beautiful looking things, rather than yeah. all like angry and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do I know? And your cells too. Your yeah. cells, they need to be in those perfect, you know, beautiful, symmetrical, vibrating as they're supposed to. So it goes down to the cellular level. It for sure does. Like even the remember the water yes. that I had by the samples. That cool. That's what I was just going to mention. I was doing a yoga class and we had Jen in for the samples last time, and I had put my water like kind of close by Jen's samples, like I don't know, maybe like five foot away, and like just accidentally, like just because that's where the top of my yoga mat was or bottom, and then like after class, like it was so molecularly gelled from the mm -hmm. sound like it was like almost like it had chia seeds in it and i was like jen look at this and i like took a video it like i was like moving the bottle like back and forth or the cup rather it was like a big glass cup but um back and forth it wasn't like the water wasn't moving like it wasn't yeah. rippling it wasn't moving and i asked jen i'm like is it okay to drink this? And it's like, yeah, of course, yeah. why? And then, like, but please I, do. I know. Please do it. And I'm like, are you sure? They're like, yeah. how much cleansing is this going to do? Am I going to deal with a bunch of drama for myself? I don't know if I'm ready for that. Have but, you read the book, The Fourth Phase of Water by Gerald Pollack? I haven't, no. It's really in it, like that gel water, like the easy zone water, like surface tension water and around the edges of like a vortex or oh. flowing water. Um, he talks about how it's, like that's the water that's full of minerals and full of life is that water Makes and sense. so that water was like well water is alive yeah. but it was like like invigorated <laughs> and up. alive yeah charged up that's did she take some home to him too I yeah she, she's I did. like I, I, I did. Did. drink some too I know oh, yeah. she was like drink, drink she's like drink that does that taste okay and I'm like oh it's he actually was really like good he was folding laundry <laughs> I was like hey do you want to try some of this. He's like, that's really good. And I was like, yeah, you can have the rest. I drank a lot of it on the way home. It did taste really good. It would like went down really smooth. It was everything it probably should have been. But I even tried keeping my phone away from it in the truck because I didn't want it to mess with right. it. And I was yeah. like, all right, Trent, like you can have the Primus, I can get it. And then on to touch that note, what, EMFs, like the EMFs yeah. with the sound bath, like um we're gonna start telling people when you do the sound baths and stuff in here to leave their phones there and their eye watches there like in the cubbies or yeah. maybe even out front because i see a lot of people like checking and having by their side yeah. and it's so distracting i imagine that could block the body from receiving the healing it should be it could and i don't even have wi-fi in my studio like if i need it for something i'll just ping it off my phone mm -hmm. like for the square that's really only reason i need it um, and of course it's all around me anyways, but I'm like, okay, well in this space, I'm not yeah. going to have it. Well, um, what are the plants that you have that soak up EMS too? Peace lilies. Yeah. So after I got these plants, cause I kill a lot of plants, unfortunately, <laughs> and normally like around all the frequencies, they thrive. I mean, usually they do, but these one plants did not. So I replaced them with these peace lilies. And right after that, I saw something about how they they can absorb EMFs. So I'm like, 
See, I meant to do that. Yeah. 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 I had one in my office at home and that thing has been with me for years. So I'm like, well, I'm good at this one. So these ones. And then I found out, yeah, that they, uh, they absorb BMFs. But this other tool that I have, I recommend it to everybody. It's a little pricey, but worth it. Um, it's called Blue Shield. So it's Blue B-L-U Shield. Um, the, the person who makes it has tons of great information on there. I'm no pro at understanding how that works. What I do know is we are bombarded with negative frequencies all day long. That's why people feel the way they do, usually. Um, and that's the instruments I have and the frequencies I use bring you back into that natural state that we're not getting in everyday life because we're bombarded. Mm-hmm. So the Blue Shield, um, he has several different like ones. I have these ones I want at home and in my studio. It's just a little plug-in one and it reaches a pretty good radius. I can't remember exactly what the radius is. Um, but so you see things out there that claim to be EMF yes. protectors. Yes. I'm, I don't fully buy that that's possible, mm-hmm. but you know, whatever, I'm sure it's better than nothing. So the way this thing works, it has technology, he refers to it as Tesla technology, like Nikola Tesla, oh, right not Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Nikola Tesla, and um, a lot of the, the uh, methods that we use in the Alexander method are kind of based off his methodology as well. Oh. So. The technology in this Blue Shield device, um, it actually, it doesn't protect you from EMFs. What it does is it puts out frequencies that your body wants and needs so that your cells start like recognizing that instead of the other harmful stuff. Yeah. So it sets the more powerful, the more natural frequencies that it emits so that you're, you're just naturally going to go towards that instead of like the 5g and the wi-fi and your phone and all that other crap that makes a lot of sense that's kind of like we have um these little like emf harmonizers on the back of our Mm -hmm. phone because i kind of totally didn't i'm like it's a cell phone like it's got to have some guy like everybody marketing like ew get rid of all your emfs i'm like then how would i receive a phone call or (laughs) go on instagram or like whatever i'm gonna go on gps on my phone so we just like got these uh, harmonizers for the back of the phone to try and like not have it. Mm. And we put so a bad. Wi-Fi router at the house, like yeah. behind the brick wall yeah. in the garage. Yeah, I do so what it's you, can. you really only have Wi-Fi if you're like right next to it. But that's so, I would have never thought about that with a sound healing studio, like the importance of not having yeah. Wi-Fi inside of it, which makes total sense. Yeah. And you got the peace lilies everywhere, and yeah, I just imagine like. I know all of us, like we, you know, like to wear the eye watches. I don't, but I know a lot of people that do, and I get the convenience of them. I do. But like when you're in something that's healing like that, that's got to totally, I mean, yeah. that's touching your wrist. It's on all your veins. It's on your yeah. largest organ, your skin, like yeah. right there. Just, yeah, blowing right through it. Blowing right up those veins yeah. through it. And you're trying to heal your body and you got it on. So if you could take a break, like for a couple minutes, I mean, an hour or so, text peeps and be like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. You got the kids. Like, it's just such a habit nowadays. Um, people feel like something's going to happen if yeah. I don't have my phone right Fear. next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm guilty of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. But um, yeah, people. I, I think people do pretty well in my place to keep their phones up front. Yes. I wouldn't even bring it in, but that's just me. Right. Yeah. Um, 
it, but you know, whatever. It's it is what it is. But yeah, it would definitely be, be best not to have wearables on or your yeah. phone in your pocket. Like, well, every phone has this cool thing in the settings where you can swipe it into airplane mode. That's what I do <laughs> yes. at night too. Is another Us very too. good thing. Yeah, that it helps a lot. Like we yeah, sleep on a grounding a sheet, yeah. which we got a few years ago, and then we both do the airplane mode too. Yeah. Like. It helps a ton. That's huge. It, yeah. It's crazy because we all, everyone has like a nightstand next to their bed and their phone sits on it and it's less than, what, two, three feet yeah. from like your head, like all night long. For like several hours. That's insane. And mm -hmm. most phone manuals say to keep it like five feet away from you yeah. at all times, which is impossible because you have to use your fingers to use right. the phone. <laughs> but right. like, yeah, these things are huge. They're running through 5G and that's like 5 billion hertz, which the human body evolved at 8.7, which is Mother Earth. And then, you know, when you're in streams and other things, there's higher frequencies and other sounds. But never once in our existence until now have we been bombarded with these huge numbers of hertz, like, all the time. It's insane and destructive, too. And I, I also saw this, this man had, like, one of those devices to, like, test the, what it was outputting. Um, and when it's plugged in, it's like 10 times worse. Oh no. So you have it plugged in, charging at night, yeah. not on airplane oh. mode. It's like really getting you. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah so I, really I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I always turn on airplane mode. My, I usually have my, la my laptop and I turn that Wi-Fi off. Because mm -hmm. um, yeah, it really affects your sleep, um, your circadian rhythms and all that stuff. Yeah. It does, yeah. And then you wake up in the morning like, oh, fuck, I didn't sleep so at all. Yeah. So yeah. many people complain about no sleep. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not a victim of poor sleep here and there, too, but I definitely, it's usually like I had too much wine or something, you know, or too <laughs> coffee, too close <laughs> yeah. to bed. But um, no, yeah, and so I, so many people complain about bad sleep. Yeah. And they'll be playing on their phone with it yeah. three feet from their face or three yes. inches from their face before bed. Right, before, before bed. bed or charging it. Like I charge my phone right by the bed. We, a lot of people do. Like, yeah. and, and even if I've seen a study, like within three hours of bed, you should not be on your phone yeah. because of the blue light. And like we have blue light screen protectors on our phone, but they still emit like a yeah. little bit of blue light through that. Like you can only do so much. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's wild, but Jen had a story she wanted to share about with her daughter, because her daughter's here. Yes. So like a really cool story, and I can't wait to hear it, because she hasn't like elaborated <laughs> on it. She's just like, <laughs> I got a story with my daughter, and she's in touch, and it was really, really cool. And I'm like, okay, tell me. <laughs> so we know kids are very in tune. Mm -hmm. um, that's just their natural state. Yeah, they've not been fucked up yet. You not yet. <laughs> I believe that the kids that have been coming in to this planet, um, it's going to be harder for them to lose it, especially if we encourage it. Yeah. So when my daughter here, Avery, she's very in tune. She would come to me and say, I feel something like whispering in my ear when I walk down the stairs and I get excited. Not, <laughs> not because this, that was not exciting. This thing is like someone who's imitating your voice <laughs> saying, Avery. And I was like, what is that talking to me? So it's not exciting that this energy was horrifying my child. It was exciting because like that she was acknowledging. She acknowledges it, and then I get to come in with my tuning forks, and I'm like, well, let's get rid of it. And then she confirms that it's gone. But it oh, was nice. crazy because her room is downstairs, like 
what would be what would be kind of like a game room she has that big room Mm -hmm. so i stood at the top of the stairs with my tuning forks and my my i got like the hairs on my arm stood up i'm like oh okay i feel it too (laughs) so yeah there's something here there's something here i'm like hey you gotta go buddy you're scaring my kid i'm sorry you know go away so one night um earlier that evening i was at a at a place and the energy just didn't feel right to me. Um, it just wasn't right. And I got home and I'm like, okay, well, I think I protected myself enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I just went on with my evening, laying in my bed, relaxing. So back to the animals and being in tune, we have two black cats. So cats, I believe, are very much sacred animals. And I believe that because I've seen it with my eyes and you'll hear in the story, um, and black cats especially. Um, back in Egypt, like that's what they had for black cats. And I think mm. they were labeled superstitious because of their power. Uh, so we're not okay, supposed yeah. to know that they're, they're that powerful and in touch with energy and can see like, other realms. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to think that they're bad and superstitious. But no, of course, we get two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm laying in bed, and our one cat, Bean, her name is Bean. <laughs> She's not super friendly, you know, I mean, she, she's not mean, but Only usually, sometimes. She's not a lap cat, she's not like cuddler or anything. That night she crawled on my chest and starts clawing. Avery calls it making biscuits. <laughs> so she was, That's what it's called. It makes total sense. She was like making biscuits <laughs> on my heart. And like uh-huh. a few nights before, I forgot this part, I was doing a meditation in this group that I'm a part of, and like I felt like you, you and I had a similar experience. My heart like blow right wide open, like in a good way. I felt like this high I've never felt before. And then a few days later, I'm like, okay. Well, and then there's a cat laying on me, like clawing at my heart, and I'm like, what mm-hmm. the hell? And then Avery comes up, and I'm like, look at this cat. What is she doing? <laughs> and then Avery got quiet. She's at the end of my bed. And the cat is looking, like staring on this, not at her, but like... In the corner uh, of the room, like over her shoulder. Mm. And Avery looks and she goes, it's really blurry over there. Uh. And I'm like, okay. So, okay. I'm going to start getting rid of this energy. Mm -hmm. I said, I need you to back up, please. So you're out of the way. So I'm not like just throwing it right at you. you (laughs) But I needed to still lay there. And I'm just only had one arm accessible because of the cat because I wanted to watch the cat and see what she did and where her face went and like what she was doing so I'm like trying to swipe this energy like towards the window I'm like Avery go open the window (laughs) so we get it out um and the cat just she started I think moving her head a little bit Mm -hmm. I'm like okay I think I need to get up so I get up the cat goes to the end of the bed like by the window she was on your um wicker basket thing you have at the end of your bed she was looking she kept moving her head towards the window so i'm watching the cat Uh. like seeing what she's seeing i could feel it i could tell it wasn't gone yet so i got out the palo santo and that wasn't working it wasn't strong enough because i'm like still watching the cat i could still feel it my i mean the hairs on my arms again sticking straight up so I got out the, the sage. I didn't have my tuning forks at my house. Um, got out the sage, and then it finally went away. 
But what I saw after that, because I feel like up until that point, and even at that point, I'm thinking that the place I was, some entity, like negative entity attached to me. Mm -hmm. But shortly after that incident, I read um, these people that are very legit, and I follow them, Laura Matsu and her husband, I won't butcher his name, um, <laughs> on their podcast had talked about like shadow parts of us, mm. like fragments getting stuck in our fields. Mm -hmm. yes. So I'm like, it's easier to say it was an external entity, oh. right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me get rid of yes. that, this yeah. negative energy <gasps> that somebody else threw at me and then being like, whatever I let go of from my heart that few days yes. before was literally stuck. Yeah, I had to do like extra it, to get rid of yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't want to we leave it. We had a very similar very thing similar. happen. And in the bedroom and blurriness mm -hmm. in a corner. Yeah. yeah what did the blurry look like to you, Avery? It was just like a blob of blur. Like, so her bed is like on the back wall. Like, say it's like over there. And it was like to the corner. And it was like in front of the light that she has on her nightstand. And it was just like a blob of blur that I saw. Yeah, that's really similar. She, to she, yeah, she's stood there and stared. I'm like, oh God, here we go. Like, You're like, shit. Like, yeah, I got but I that chill. she got to experience that and see that and was yeah. a part of it and like, and had to pull it well, away. I had yeah. um, experienced stuff like that before because I went on a paranormal investigation with one of my dance teachers ah. and I got to experience um, little kids and they were like being my friends. Like they were being really nice to me. They were playing with like cat balls, which are like glow up balls that they like touch and they like light up and they were having fun with that. So that was pretty cool. So they were drawn to her. Like they wow. had her doing that with mm -hmm. the young kids that were in this, what was it like a mental? It was like a- uh, Like an old psychiatric a, hospital yeah. or something. Oh, and then it was like multiple different things. Like there was a class, there was classrooms in there and they were still like, they had desks and like stuff in there and it was all like torn apart, but it was really cool. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of children entities stuck there and they were like oh, attached is, to her. You need to go in there and you need to let them go. Let them go. Let them go. I know. I never thought about using the tuning fork as clearing. Yeah. I like often use sage, palo. Like I'll do palo if I kind of just want to feel re-energized. Yeah. Like if I feel like my home or the energy studio is feeling a little stagnant, even myself, I'll eat some palo and I'll just like walk around with it just to bring up the frequency, but if I feel like I need to exterminate yeah. something, I will break out the sage, I will break out the mantras, I will break out the serious connection of talking and yeah. let's go open windows, open doors. Like, thank you yeah. for coming, but I need you to go, yeah. like, you know. But um, it's really funny you say that because I had a super similar experience not long ago. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny that we go through similar things but different times. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I could bounce it off yeah. of you. But this one was like in a class. I think I might have told you a story. But in a class and I felt like a darker energy mm -hmm. in one of the classes. And it was like a yoga restore class. And I'm naturally pretty sensitive to things anyway. So I, I've always been kind of like your daughter. Like you could just pick them up. And... But I sensed it, got freaked out, whatever, let it go. And then that night I was in, we were in our room and I was feeling kind of shitty and I was working on releasing stuff. And it, we were just started our uh, illumination class too. So we did a lot of like, you know, releasing in that class and stuff every night on Thursdays with Jamie. And uh, this was like two weeks in and um, Trenton, 
I shut off the lights. And I'm laying in bed. He's tucking the kids in bed. And I think we were even fighting that day. And <laughs> I, I think we were. I think we were. We were oh, fighting that day. From whatever that From was. From yeah. me trying yeah. to purge, yeah. yeah. And I was holding on to something that I wasn't ready to let go of. And um, he came in, and I knew I wasn't. I tried releasing this many times, but I couldn't actually let go of it because of the mothering part of me wanting to help by holding on to it, even though that was like the total wrong thing to do. And anyway, so Trent comes in, comes into bed, and what did you say? You were like... Well, I, as soon as I walked in the room, I thought my eyes were adjusting from the kids' room, turning the light off to the dark room, and in the corner by our closet, like where Caitlin has her little thing set up for makeup and all that, it was blurry, except for it looked like a black cloud, more or less. Mm. And it, like I just got tingles again thinking about it. And I, I look at it, and I'm like, okay, that's fucked up. <laughs> and then I climb into bed. And, uh, and I, like, I close my eyes, and I open my eyes back up, and it's there again. Mm. But now I envisioned like, um, like a dog chain, like a collar oh to, from Caitlyn to it. And I'm like, like I wasn't letting it go. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, Kate, I don't know what the fuck you're holding on to, but <laughs> like, you just gotta let it go. Me. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is, but He's you gotta like, let it go. Like, and right then he came into bed, like well, I said. Wait, let, so after I say this to Kate, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck it is. You gotta let go. Something you're holding on to something really tight, and it wants to leave. Like it feels sad. As its presence feels depressed. It feels like it needs you to let it go. And then Maylin, our daughter, screams from her bedroom. And I run in there and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And she's panicking in her bed. She says that she just saw what looked like a black tornado in her room. Oh. And I'm like, ah, Kate, get that fucking thing out of here. <laughs> so like at that moment though, when he came into bed and told me, since we were fighting that day and bickering a lot, I was, I thought he was being a dick to me. <laughs> like I was like, maybe it's your shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm looking at him and he's like, no, I'm being really serious at yours. And then I'm like, turn on the light, turn on the light, turn on the light. So I'm panicking and whatever. He's like, no, 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 don't turn on anything. And I was already turning on the light. <laughs> so, I'm like, well, I don't see anything. And, so. um, yeah. and that, but Maitland simultaneously screamed that. Like, as this yeah. is all going on. And I knew exactly what it was. It was something, and I knew deep down, and I knew when I was trying to let it go in that illumination class because it came up. and. I was trying to work on it and trying to let it go, but there was this part of me that thought I was helping it by keeping right. it. Yeah. And when Trenton didn't know the story and he told me what he felt and what he was saying, seeing in his mind's eye, I was like, I know what it is. And I'm like, and I know who it is. And I'm like, and then I apologized a lot and was like, I'm really, really sorry. Like I did not think, you know, I thought I was helping you. I thought I was keeping your memory alive. I thought I was, you know, encouraging love around you. And I used to not be able to talk about it because I would cry. Mm -hmm. And now that I can talk about it right now, it tells me that I fully released yeah. it because I'm not feeling like yeah. the emotion attached. And I had to, I had to actually be like, it's okay. It's free. I'm going to be okay. You're truly yes. free. Yeah. And like knowing that I'll be okay letting it go. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So I did that night. And so it's so funny as you say mm -hmm. a shadow part of yourself, yeah. because so often we immediately think when we see these things or yeah, that it's somebody external. else, it's somebody, yeah. I yeah. thought same thing. Yeah. I was like, it's somebody else's, somebody else's bullshit. Can't be mine. Yeah, 
exactly. and it's like oh it's somebody else haunting my house can't be a shadow <laughs> yeah. part of me yeah, God, like yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and it's like well sometimes that is your shit that's yeah. lingering yeah. around like that energy you're feeling inside your home is probably your shit yeah. like that you need to let go because your energy can also take form yeah. Yeah. you're creating it especially in your home space big time you yeah, know because yeah, yeah. that's where you you sit down and you mm-hmm. like you let go yep. and you just that's where all your shit comes yeah. out that's I where it comes our house a lot they're they're like it stinks like sage i'm like <laughs> so what <laughs> you're like you're, you'll fake me yeah right <laughs> i know that's all good yeah it's funny because kate and i and and awakening tranquil warrior and i think it's chapter six called energy which was before this even got named mm-hmm. but um there's a little sub chapter in there called everyone's a shaman and we talk about that with children in that like their vision isn't blurred yet mm-hmm. and they have this ability a lot of kids remember past lives up yeah. to a certain point you know they remember where their soul has been they remember reincarnations they they remember all these things and they see and they feel and like when you see a child like zoning off or like looking at things off in the distance like you have to wonder yeah you know, out of the 1% maybe that we perceive from our environment because our vision is so clouded and the 99% of everything, this energy that you don't see, like what could it be? And it, yeah. it could be any entity. Anything. And like, okay, so what, I'm more curious about clearing with tuning fork because I have one. <laughs> So what I use is actually, it's called the angel fork set. Oh. So angel forks, I learned, um, they're like, each one's like over 4,000 hertz. Whoa. And so they're very high pitched. But, you know, like when you use Sage or Palo Santo, you're clearing that energy, but the tuning forks also bring in the light. Mm. So it's not just like a one sided thing. Mm. And I mean, I use them in the corners and I use them obviously in my, in my sessions. So, like, mm. if I'm to cleanse my tools, first of all, and myself and person especially if they have sometimes some I pull dark energy out of people dark or heavy I don't what, do you do? Always, what do you do with it like do you like throw it up to the you sun actually like, do you like dump it on the floor and then yeah. I use my angel forks right away to just get that out of there just like you like break it apart yeah, and, just... and then it just transmutes okay. and it brings in the light so it like transmutes the dark brings in the light I always wondered um, how like what you did to get rid of the shit you're pulling out yeah yeah, definitely using instead of just letting it float around in your studio. So there's, it's a set of three. Okay. Um, you know, my my teacher, the Alexander method, they they sell a set. I think others sell sets. I feel like some um, Reiki practitioners that I've talked to have sets. Um, but you know, just be careful where you buy them because sometimes the the materials they use aren't the best, and you can totally. I can totally tell the difference. I'm sure as the sound. Yeah, and just the way they feel. I'm like, oh man, you know, these are made somewhere else. These are definitely made, you know, somewhere very, very good. I yeah, I didn't know that. Like the tuning fork, um, we have. Like, for one, I had text Jen on how to use it <laughs> because I am no sound healer. So, um, <laughs> but we got it like off the internet somewhere for Trenton for his birthday. I did actually before I met you. Um, just because I did, I don't yeah. know. I think it was I was reading was the, to it. the body, the body electric book. Yeah. I forget the, and I brought it in Eileen for McKeesick, I think was yeah. her name, but anyways, yeah. For Jen to check out. And, um, that was like pretty cool for you to tell me like how to actually put it together <laughs> and like have it. Yeah. That's a weighted one. So if, if you ever, I would keep it weighted 
especially for your purposes, but like an unweighted fork, and it doesn't, I don't, it wouldn't matter what frequency it is. I think it would clean the room decently, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of yeah. striking it and waving it around. Um, the Angel Fork set, however, it's very powerful, very, it gets, <laughs> it gets rid of things. I mean, I use it so much in my studio. I don't, I only bring it home for very special or when like I could tell, okay, it's time to like really cleanse the space. But um, Angel Tuning Fork sounds yeah. so pretty. Yeah. It does sound oh, they so sound neat. They're just they're beautiful. I bet. I wanted to say something that you mentioned the other day when you were in the studio about the Alexander method and how you were like the first of what, like 12 to be trained in that method, right? There are many practitioners. So um, I don't know exactly how many practitioners in total there are, um, but there's not a ton because it's, it's, it's a very specialized thing. I mean, yeah. um, I know when I, I felt immediately drawn to the tuning forks when I was doing my first certification. Once I started the certification, did the hands-on for the Alexander Method, I was just like, holy shit, this is what I was born to do. And my teacher even said that. She's like, you were born to do this. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things and it's been around for a while, but it's kept small. Yeah. She's releasing a book. She read, wrote a book. It's coming out in the summer. Um, and she's also trained her first set of master skills students who will also be teachers. And then I'm going this fall to be, you know, to join that crew of, yeah. of the first set of master students. Yeah, that's and I'll awesome. be certified to teach as well. I yeah, that's what I wanted that. to throw in there. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You have going to back teach, to the Poconos. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, who Jen has been learning from isn't just like some uh, online certificate program. <laughs> yeah, like, she's a pretty cool yeah, person. Like she's she's she legit. Is amazing. Yeah, I'm blessed to. So what happened was, um, I don't know if I talked about this before, apologies. But mm -hmm. um, when I did my first certification, I had this back pain and I had to do a case study. And I'm like, I'm gonna be my own case study. So I used a different set, John Bulio's forks, because um, I wasn't introduced to the Alexander Method yet. And I use them for a few weeks, that pain went away and it's never come back. So that's what draw, I was like, okay, these things are amazing, I need to do more. Mm -hmm. And then I stumbled, and I say that in air quotes, <laughs> across the Alexander Method. And back up, a few months before that, I went to Lilydale and I have this reader that I love there. And he told me, and this was still one of like the most incredible things I've been told in my life is that I had Edgar Casey supporting me. So Edgar ah. Casey is like, they called him the sleeping prophet. He's the father of holistic medicine. Like just that is an honor to yeah, like be that told that. I'm like, yeah. okay, is he right? But then when I first talked to Lisa Alexander and I mentioned that story to her, she said, oh, we do a lot of work at the Edgar Casey um, society. They have a, their headquarters in Virginia Beach yeah. and blah, blah, blah. She's like, he brought stumble. us together. Yeah. That's what yeah. she said. And I'm like, well, I hope so. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. That would be so cool. Either way, yeah. you know, there was that Edgar Casey connection and I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that means that you can channel that support whenever you yes. need it. Just like, yeah. Hey, 
Hey, Edgar. <laughs> right. He did questions? a lot of past life stuff, and that's part of the master certification is I'll be able to do past life regressions. Oh, that's awesome. And ancestral healing, so removing DNA blocks. with yeah. a, I'll have a whole new set of tuning forks and tools for that. So I'm really excited. Yeah, you're going to have so many tools. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to be like, this collection of tuning forks is ridiculous. <laughs> you're like, no, a, you're I like love a them carpenter so much. of awesome. the soul. Oh. Carpenter of the soul. <laughs> My little friends. Yeah. Tools more than us. She jokes because <laughs> I, when I tra when I do traveling stuff like you guys saw my set of bowls, um, and I usually bring them home after because it's late. Like I don't, and that set stays at home. But anyway, I'm like Avery, can I put these in your room so they don't get cold in the garage? <laughs> my children, can they stay in can your room tonight? Your room? She's like, they get more treatment than we do. Maybe. Like they don't eat, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. They don't eat, that's for sure. And they don't bitch yeah. either, you know. They get, they get attention, yes. <laughs> like, I, I take, you know, I brought that set home, yeah. and they sat in their bags for a little too long. Like, I felt really sad. Like, I'm mm. like, okay, friends, it's time to take you out. And you gave them some love. And then you gave it more attention than you gave me and Kern that day. Oh, God. The one you cried about it. The one I broke, she's talking about. Oh, oh, yeah, you told us that I story. I was devastated. About how you broke it. Uh, I would be too. <laughs> I would be too. For one, those things are so beautiful. For two, you spend a lot of money on them and yeah. you're like, you get connected too. As weird as that sounds, yeah, I don't care. You like, use them. They're yeah. your tools. Yeah. yeah, you build a relationship with them. Yeah. And I mean, that's what makes you so good at it, is yeah. that. Um, you build a relationship with what you're doing, so you're giving energy to this product and you're letting it have a life. Yeah. When you give energy to it, it's having a life. Yeah. When Those bowls are really cool too. I, not to interrupt you, but like, I could be in the total opposite side of the room as you playing them bowls, and I sometimes I open my eyes because I feel like you're in my ear. Like yeah. I'm like, is Jen walking around again? People is ask she... that all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. So I walk nuts. around with them. Why does it do that? Is it just the frequency? What is that? It just, it carries, yes. Um, and and I say this all the time, and people are probably like, oh yeah, whatever, lady. Um, whatever it is that you need is gonna come to you. And sometimes it might sound really loud or like dissonant almost, which isn't the most pleasant sounding thing. That's what you need, That's I mean. Need. And I can, a lot of times, I have, I have a client, if she's listening, she'll laugh. Like, I, I'll make sure I keep track of which chakra bowl sounded the loudest, because she's like, so what did you get tonight? You know, like, which one sounded the loudest? That was probably me. I needed that the most, you know? Because yeah. um, it's always different. Yeah, I can I tell. Bet. I'm like, that one sounded kind of weird tonight. No, somebody needed that. Yeah, and when you work with those tools and you develop that relationship with them and you hear how they sound on a regular basis and then you hear just that tiny bit of difference, like... It was just time. like, like I can relate it to when I worked on it oil and gas and I had, you know, certain equipment was my equipment. And even though it was loud and running loud all day long, if I heard something slightly different from yeah. its normal hum, I knew what was wrong with it. And all I had to do was, I knew exactly what to do. And same thing with your yeah, sound bowls and, awesome. and all those instruments. Yeah. It's just, it's so important. And that's what this book that I mentioned is getting into is like really listening, like even about lyrics, I, I know I mentioned before, like yeah. I, my whole life, I don't listen to lyrics. And he says something in there about, it's just kind of like a distraction, it'll pull you into these emotions. Whereas like when you feel the sound, like yeah, it could 
make you feel emotions, but it's different. Like, it's a different thing. I don't know. I think it's like, like he calls it like your amygdala or something is being activated with okay. lyrics, or maybe I have it backwards. Whereas when you're feeling the sound and how it makes you feel, it's, it's in some whole other like area. I don't know. Well, it does that make sense, sense though, because yeah. you like, consciously hear the words and they can bring you to a memory or something, yeah. but the frequency itself maybe works at a subconscious level. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know. It makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. It does make sense because mm-hmm. a lot of songs, if you just heard the music, you might never cry, but then you hear them talking about buying Christmas shoes or whatever, yeah, and you right. ball your eyes out, and you're like, oh, my <laughs> God. That song gets me. Yeah. Or like the devil music, where a lot of the right. the music today is. Well, then you yes. get both. You get the bad frequency and the effed up lyrics. Right. Like, yeah, you, you know, get like, both oh, at once. Oh, God. Like, uh, Turn it off. <laughs> you know? Like now with my playlist, you made me self-conscious in my playlist. Oh, <laughs> like, no, your stuff's fine. Like, it gets uh, me pumped up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like listening to them. Like after Jen mentioned it, I'm like, wait, are some of these popular songs I play like maybe some part of that? And I'm like, mm, maybe I should change that. I'm like, is slap music okay? Is that good? Like, I don't know what that is. Like, uh, I just found out what slap uh, music is. Like, the term of it. Yeah, someone was using know. it. Oh. Um, kind of like that. Um, not dubstep, but like when it's oh. like that 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 higher beat, super yeah. fast. Is that? Well, I think that's good for like an for your workouts. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I it gets me going. So, Same, yeah. it gets me going yeah. too. I have a big connection to music as well, but more like um, for lyrically and expressions. But I love speakers, and I love hearing like the beat mm-hmm. and the the speed of which it is. Like, I even talk faster. I'm saying, like, today, I was like, after we got done with the track, I, like, looked around, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm more worn out from the exercise or trying to talk as fast as that song was to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Yeah, that was, that was impressive. Fast. I was like, oh, breathe, girl. <laughs> and I had to take a breath. I'm like, oh, man. And, like, mouth's getting dry. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But it is, it is scary about, like, the kids and the music, but... This one has been hearing my music, and she, like, she loves it. So she listens to a lot of the music I listen to. Good. And her own stuff, too, but she's like, listen to this song that's trending on TikTok, and it's sublime. I'm like, girl. You're like, that's not yeah, trending. Like, <laughs> but I like that it's coming back yeah. now. Yes. I mean, because that's yeah. fucking good music. I love yeah. sublime like, growing I've up, I've yeah. to them since I came out the womb. Yeah, since she's heard it forever. You know, all that kind of music. That's well, when I you like. lived in California, they were probably really popular. Yeah, like, yeah. In that and, and a lot of people who base their music yeah. off Sublime, you yeah. know? I call it white boy reggae. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. And that's what I listen to, and she yeah. loves it. And <laughs> I just, I love that. Now, with the kids, have, um, have you ever done sound healing on children? So, yes. yes. Um, even just my last group session a few weeks ago, um, this client of mine she's brought her daughter in before kids do so good this last time she brought both of her kids and it was so cute because her son was like going to a hockey tryout a few days later I'm like oh my god tell me how it goes because you're gonna be just like so perfect for it just like chill and focused and you know ready to to roll um but the kids do great they do so well and they all love it like every kid that I got in there I had one woman she said her son had, you know, pretty bad anxiety, and she thought it would help, and she brought him in. And he was moving around quite a bit, of course, mm-hmm. you know, he's a he's anxious, kid. Yeah. 
But I was like, okay, I'm gonna get him. <laughs> and yeah, he went, he was out. And oh, he nice. did so good. And she said he was like great for, you know, the next few days and just very calm and chill. Um, so I love working with the kids. That's really cool. So like when you're working with kids, is it easier to get in a kid's field to heal than an adult's? Um, probably, you know, I like, think, like yeah. carry less BS. Yeah. I mean, and they're just, they come in there and surprisingly they're into it. They're just yeah. like laying down, covered up, like <laughs> one kid had his hood up, you know, he's just chilling. I mean, there's no like, I have to guide them or talk to them. They're, they're just ready to go. Where with us, you have to be like, all right, chill yeah, we got to do some breath work. Yeah, we like, <laughs> Get let go, Dame. Turn your fucking phone off. Like, <laughs> let it go. You know, the kids are easy. It's the adults that stress me out. The kids are easy. <laughs> and my son, he had something painful, mm-hmm. and I don't push it on them. He asked. He's like, "Can you use some of your stuff on me?" And then he was like, oh, "That really worked. It doesn't hurt anymore." I was like, "Yes." You're like, "I got you." Yeah. Yeah. yeah so now he's like, "My back hurts. Can you do that again?" So. Yeah, it's good. Like, yeah. Now, take care of you. <laughs> what do you ever like after a class in the studio and you're sore? Do you ever use tuning forks or whatever where you're sore? Oh yeah. Do you? Oh yeah. Does oh, that's it a good idea. improve like? Oh yeah. It's gotta exactly. improve like the like the minerals in your muscles. Well, and it releases it nitric oxide in your body. Oh. So you also both of you guys use that tuning fork you yeah. have. Where you're sore. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good idea. That's good. Yeah. Jen's cheating. Oh, no. yes, yeah, she's cheating. <laughs> there was something, you just reminded me, I don't remember if it was um, Donna Eden or someone else had talked about um, using magnets to heal, which is similar because yeah. it's a frequency, an electromagnetic frequency. Um, and she taught, whoever this author was, I know it was a woman. I think it was Donna. You was about it Donna? That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She, like they're the you know, north and the south, yeah. like for different, I don't remember. Because you can only leave them on for so long before they really throw off your body. Yeah, mm-hmm. but for like certain amounts of time, because she, she talked about like, I think she talked about sore muscles and everything doing it and how it can help certain to parts of you. I that energy medicine book again. Yeah, I think it was in the It's like a Bible. It's mm-hmm. like this thick. Mm-hmm. It's like, this one is, but I read books like this. I just spread them open and then wherever I'm at, I assume that's what I need to read. Yeah. And then I go from there, read For a couple sure. pages till I feel like it's not serving me anymore. Love it. Love it. Yeah, it makes total sense to me. <laughs> I know. That's how I read them. A lot of them. Sometimes I read front to back, but... When I was proofing the Tranquil Warrior, that was that was a little rough for me because I'm so used to like opening, closing, opening, oh, closing. Right. Um, but reading it from front to back, and I, we had to read it from front to back several times. I'm sure, like the matcha book, you probably had to do the recipes like front to back. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of reading and a lot of correcting yeah. and a lot of reading, and it's your own words, so like that's even harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like for us, with proofing the book, is like you can read it so many times as you're typing it and writing it. But when it's in print and it's in front of you, then you look at it and you're like, how did I miss that? Yeah, right. And still today, like, I just gave up. I'm like, you know what? The way the book is, the way it's supposed to be. I know there's errors in it. I don't care anymore. I I read people who sell millions of copies and there's errors in it. That's what I I was like, you know what? Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Can I ask why matcha? Like for the skin products, and I don't know much about matcha. And that's why I wonder. Exactly, is matcha? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk is, about that. So it's um, it's green tea. It's the same plant as green tea plant. Um, they just grow and process it differently. So it's grown in the shade, 
um, because the sun could kind of zap some of the nutrients out of it. Um, and they, they take real good care of it. It's similar to cacao. I mean, it's been around for centuries. Um, they really like honor the plant, the green tea plant mm -hmm. and, um, they harvest it. They'll take like the, the stems and, uh, the veins out of the plant, the leaf. And I think they like bake it and then they just pulverize the leaf into a powder. So when you ingest it, you're ingesting the whole leaf and you oh, get wow. all the nutrients, full of antioxidants, um, on the ORAC scale. And don't quote me on this, but it's like 10 times more than blueberries or like spinach and oh, right like so many antioxidants in it. Mm. So once I started learning that, like I've always been a tea person. Mm -hmm. Um, I only drank coffee when I had two infants and her and her brother <laughs> 17 months apart. So, yeah, so I had no, it was like to survive, I had to drink coffee, <laughs> but I never liked the way it made me feel. Yeah. I'm very sensitive to it. I didn't like that jittery, like up and crash feeling, mm. but I just had no choice. So after they became a little more manageable, I'm like, okay, I'm done with this and went back to tea. So I've always loved tea. And, um, once I started learning more about matcha, um, I had been doing some freelance work for a client and they were formulating some products. And so I got, you know, this relationship with this formulator and I'm like, I want to put matcha and skin on a face cream because it's, it's good externally as well. It's, um, anti-aging reverses sun damage. Um, it helped my pores. Like I feel like I used to have big pores and that shrunk my pores. Um, good for redness. I have client people that swear by it for rosacea they tried everything else and like i could see even just the green yeah. itself in contrast yeah. with red yeah for sure mm -hmm. canceling it out yeah um so then i worked with this formulator um she's in colorado and they only they specialize in all natural products so i'm like i don't know much about formulating that's your realm but you know i want to use matcha in it yeah. and obviously you know anti-aging everybody wants that so yeah. whatever that looks like yeah. So she put some like hyaluronic acid in it. And there's also this, um, this ingredient is called, what the hell? Fruit stem cell extract. So they like extract stem cells from these apples grown in Europe oh. somewhere. Oh, that's so it cool. just like helps regenerate cells that, yeah. you know, are dying and then produces more cells. So it's like a, one of those fancy anti-aging technologies. That's super cool. Yeah. It works so, great as a deodorant. I know that's not yeah. what it's supposed to be for the face scrub, but I like it as a deodorant. I was yeah. curious, yeah. like all the things behind matcha, cause I didn't know, like mm -hmm. we had um, matcha inside the house, but really it was just like bought because we like mm -hmm. trying new stuff. Yeah, I think it was a, was a Four Sigmatic a matcha blend, but. Something, but I, I didn't know. I drink it once in a while yeah. I, with some lemon. I like the, I like the taste, like hot. I like, yeah. I don't know if that's, are supposed to yeah yeah i mean that's a traditional way um you drink it hot you use a bamboo whisk to whisk it oh, yeah. um what people don't do right when they're first starting is what i do is you put the matcha in whatever vessel you're going to drink it out of um, put a little bit of, of hot water and you don't want it to be boiling like i think they say 165 is ideal because it's such a gentle delicate like plant that you can burn it and it'll taste a little bit bitter. So I just put enough water in there to kind of cover it and Give then it you use taste. your bamboo whisk to dissolve That's it. That's exactly how they do cacao, yeah. The, yeah. the ceremonial way. So you really, 
It just gets it nice matcha. and dissolved. Yeah. That is so. so otherwise, I it gets never clumpy. Thought of that. You know. Dude, we're learning so much about like, especially plants, like because yeah. we prepare bone broths and like we really we really care a lot about the nose to tail nutrition, but just like learning about like the cacao and that same exact thing you said yeah. with the matcha like the you, sacred plant yeah you yeah. mix your stuff mm -hmm. in a different vessel and then you pour a little bit of hot water in there and you whisk it you, you show some love and yeah. respect put some intention into mm -hmm. it because intention is everything uh intention becomes perception and perception becomes reality and and you're structuring that water exactly that yeah there. it's really powerful mm -hmm. just that in itself could be something that could improve a lot of people's lives just being mindful about what exactly. you're doing just the, just focusing even if you're pouring a cup of coffee like yeah i'm so thankful for this cup of coffee yes. i love my coffee you really could just start saying it just that easy. even if you don't feel it you'll eventually feel it yeah yeah, yeah that's really cool that's i'm gonna yeah. do that next time i make a matcha tea i'm gonna yeah. actually okay, give so. a shit about it yeah yeah <laughs> I, I do i called i've called it my ritual for years now mm -hmm. and i do i Take that time out of your day and just let go of everything else. And as silly as it may be, I'm just making a cup of tea. Well, you know what? It could like change the whole trajectory of your day. Just like yeah. focusing on that, that yes. whole Absolutely. process. Yeah. And like exactly as you say, just putting that intention into the water. Yeah. It's scientific evidence <laughs> that it's proven to do something and then you're ingesting that it's going into your body yeah, and then your as well as all the nutrients it. from whatever you're making as yeah well. that's right uh my buddy drew kimmelshu we just did a podcast with him recently and uh he has this uh, mindful it's on udemy and stuff it's this mindful movement and it's a morning routine that he developed and that's like he, he does it with coffee because he's oh, a big coffee yeah. connoisseur but he like he hand grinds his coffee and it's all intention based, yeah. you know, like he, maybe he dances when he does it or whatever he's feeling in the morning, if he's yeah. doing a deep Buddha squat when he's grinding it or whatever, and he does the slow drip thing, like the whole thing. And it, it's a 30 minute cup of coffee or pot of coffee, but that's only 30 minutes. Yeah. Like we got 24 hours in a day. And if you just take 30 minutes or 10 yeah. in the morning and you put some intention on, especially like you said, something you're consuming that's gonna become part of every cell in your body mm -hmm. at some point throughout that day, you are changing your life. Yeah. <laughs> you are on a molecular level and we're built on 40 trillion or so cells and so it's impossible for that not to make a difference. And if you're being an asshole and you're, <laughs> you're rushing your coffee and you're spilling it everywhere and you're complaining about it's too hot, blah, blah, whatever, it's bitter. Yeah. Or it's, it's not hot enough, yeah. light, or or yeah. light. Yeah. I put too much creamer in it, like, you know, yeah. not enough creamer, like. And go down the list. Too. Yeah, you do the opposite thing. And then Not it becomes a yourself. habit as well if you just take that yeah. few minutes a day to do it. I love that. And we habit. talked about that in the first episode with you about your, your daily ritual or at least what you try yeah, to do I try every to day. Do yeah. No, that's important. <laughs> yeah. The daily rituals are important. And I almost wanted to do a whole series on the podcast about daily rituals with people because I've never talked to a single person who wasn't successful in one way or another that did not have a daily ritual or at least something like you said that you nine out of ten days like yeah. you do it as often as you can yeah because that ritual sets your whole day up like it's those daily those little wins every time you you're like i'm gonna have my matcha tea in the morning because that's yeah. part of my ritual yep. if you don't do it you feel like crap but you do do it and you get a little win every time you do because exactly. you said you were gonna and then you did and then that lines you up to do the next thing you said you were gonna do if it's whatever the fuck it is i'm gonna do this today now you're set up to win that and then you just keep winning these little things all day long right 
and now you've had a successful day and it just grows to a successful week and month and next thing you know people are asking you what you do every day because you're doing so fucking good <laughs> right absolutely mm -hmm. yeah it's those little things that really add up i think that we're probably like an hour and 20 minutes or so into Jeez, this so far so i know fast. it flows so fast. <laughs> so fast so fast so we we covered a lot of stuff on here um for any of the listeners who are also members here at the studio, if you haven't met Jen already, she comes in at least once a month and does a, a sound bath. And for those of you, you already know she did the cacao ceremony and stuff. Um, if you want to know more about sound healing, Jen has her space, Sacred Healing Tones, or Sacred Tones Healing in Cannesburg. It's right on Pike Street. You can go see her, um, learn a lot from her. She's got a lot going on. She has all the cosmetic products that we talked about. She's got her book, Matcha Reimagined. Um, and she's got a lot going on. She also works up in Nemecolon and does um, some sound healing up there as well. So she's she's really spreading out. And if you want to get to know her and learn from her right now, it's probably the best time because soon she's going to be super famous and you're not going to be able to get hold of her. <laughs> so reach out now while you have the opportunity. And then you can tell people like, yeah, I, I did this and did this with Jen or whatever when she's on television, so. Oh boy, that's scary. <laughs> nah, <laughs> you guys, scary. I'll be like, oh, I'm prepped now because of the Energy Fitness Studio <laughs> that's podcast. Right. That's right. <laughs> Got some warm-ups. My up. humble yeah, beginnings. Warm-ups. <laughs> warm right. <laughs> well, I think, uh, tell people where they can find you, even though I just kind of did uh, the other yeah, place. Yeah, I thing. switched up everything on you all since last time, if you listened, <laughs> so sorry. Um, my website is <laughs> sacredtoneshealing.com. Instagram also Sacred Tones Healing, and I think I have a Facebook. I don't use it really, but it's <laughs> probably the same. So, website definitely all the information and um, Instagram as well. Awesome! Thank you for coming on again, Jen. Thank Part you. two. Appreciate it. Yes, you guys are the best. Thank you, Jen. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is just your friendly reminder that this podcast is sponsored by the book sales of rewilding the modern man and awakening the tranquil warrior the first book is written by yours truly trenton sweet and the second one awakening the tranquil warrior is written by my wife caitlin and myself we are also sponsored by participation memberships packages and the such from energy fitness studio outside of pittsburgh pennsylvania we are also sponsored by the old road farm which is a local organic grass-fed and finished regenerative farm in washington pennsylvania you can check them out at theoldroadfarm.com